We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, Packer fans. Welcome into an all new episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks as always for being here. Always appreciate it. Before we get started, a huge shout out to both Parker Eves and Revenge of the John for signing up for Packaday Podcast memberships. Appreciate you both a ton. If you have not checked out Packaday Podcast memberships yet, how about right now? Uh, a lot of great perks out there, plus early access to videos, which is really cool as well. Commercial free video every single week. There's a ton of stuff out there. Go check it out. Always appreciate your support. All right, let's kick things off with injury issues though. What's new? Uh, let's start with Rudy Ford, questionable calf injury. He did not practice on Thursday, then did not practice on Friday. Usually you don't practice Friday. That's not a great sign for the weekend. I would expect that there's a decent chance that Rudy Ford does not play in this game. And if he doesn't go, it gets a little bit interesting. You've got basically three options opposite, um, you know, opposite Jonathan Owens. You've got Anthony Johnson Jr., which I think is probably the most likely they could go down on Levitt with a little bit more veteran experience. Not sure that that's the best option. Or or they could go with Zane Anderson. That's your option as well. I guess they could call somebody up from the practice squad. Ennis Gaines has been primarily like a slot corner. So I would expect this to be Anthony Johnson Jr. If, if uh, in fact, Rudy Ford can't go. Always tough to say. You never quite know what Green Bay is going to do. But if Anthony Johnson Jr. does get the playing time, I'm excited to see what he can do out on the field and just get an opportunity. I'm sure there's going to be some hiccups along the way, but again, I'm excited to see this young team, what they can do with more snaps, specifically guys like Harrington Valentine and Anthony Johnson Jr. If he gets those snaps, I'm not sure what playing Dallin Lovett does for you at this point. If you want to play Zane Anderson, fine. He's under contract next year. I don't know what Dallin Lovett gives you. Let him focus on special teams and do what he does best. Meanwhile, Quay Walker, 
also did not practice on Friday, sort of out of nowhere. He has a groin injury, is questionable. So Rudy Ford and Quay Walker, both questionable. And again, Quay did not practice on Friday. Now, the interesting thing here is in the past, what they've done is they've used Isaiah McDuffie more on early downs and then on some more obvious passing downs or blitzing downs. They've used Eric Wilson, at least when uh, Devondre Campbell was out. With Devondre being in and Quay Walker being out, I personally would like to see Eric Wilson a little bit more. I think Wilson's actually been much better than McDuffie. Again, if this is the case, we don't know for sure if Quay's going to miss, but he did not practice Friday. And again, that never lends itself well to playing on Sunday. But I would like to see Eric Wilson play over Isaiah McDuffie. I think the pairing of Wilson and, and Devondre is better. I think Wilson has been better. And I think Wilson mirrors what Quay does a little bit better. So I, I would love to see a lot more Eric Wilson and a lot less Isaiah McDuffie if that does come to fruition. 10.30 Central Time is going to be those big inactives on Sunday. And we'll have to see if you, either Rudy Ford or Quay Walker are able to go. But again, neither were able to practice. Both are listed as questionable. The big one for the Rams... Matthew Stafford. He is also listed as questionable, and that 10.30 inactive time is going to be really interesting for him as well. I think this one swings the game, honestly. If Stafford goes, I'm probably going to advantage Rams in this one, even if he can't fully grip the ball. Even, like Just his veteran leadership and just kind of getting the Rams into good looks. I, I think the, the Rams wide, you know, wide receivers are going to be able to get open in this game. It's just, you know, is the quarterback able to get it there for them? And I like Matthew Stafford's chances of that a whole heck of a lot more, even with a bum thumb. I think if Matthew Stafford can't go, that swings it over to Green Bay. This this game might be decided at 10.30 a.m. Central Time when those inactives are listed. If Stafford goes, advantage Rams. If Stafford cannot, advantage Green Bay, in my opinion. All right, what I want to do today, we've been talking about this Packers team and how much they're struggling. And one of the things I've kind of been saying is... I think if everyone just does a little bit better, you're going to be surprised at how much better this team looks as a whole. We all see some very clear and obvious things that are going wrong. And as a team, they need to improve. We always, you know, at least Matt LaFleur always talks about the doing your job, doing your 111th. I think honestly, if this team each one by one just does a little bit better, doesn't have to be insane, doesn't have to, you don't have to be a superstar tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean Sunday, but like you don't have to be, you don't have to all of a sudden overnight become a pro bowl or all pro player. You just need to do your job a little bit better. So what today I'm going to do is go over basically player by player and go over what every player needs to do just a little bit better in order to make this team a whole heck of a lot better. Let's start at quarterback with Jordan Love. There's a couple different directions that you could go here. You could just say you need to avoid the turnovers better, which I think is true and fair. But what I'm going to go with here is I think he needs to take the layups more often, but more importantly, he needs to hit his layups. I see enough from Jordan Love that I believe he is going to you know, do some spectacular things every once in a while. And he does that enough at a high enough level that I don't need a whole heck of a lot more than that. What I need out of Jordan is just to, again, take those layups when they are there and hit your layups when they are open. I think if Jordan does that, you're going to see a team that is just a little bit more efficient I think you're going to see a team that is able to, you know, kind of keep the chains, you know, moving and just kind of keep it in an, a reasonable down and distance. You do that, I think this offense becomes a lot more efficient, a lot, uh, a lot faster. I don't. Again, there, there's different things that Jordan needs to look, work on from a footwork standpoint and just kind of from a mechanics, kind of going through his reads a little bit better. But to me, the, the big ones are the easy ones. Find the easy throws and then make the easy throws. Jordan does that. 
this team's going to become a ton more efficient on offense. All right, running back. Let's start with Aaron Jones. There's not a ton that Aaron needs to work on. We could argue just like staying healthy and staying on the field, sure. But more importantly, we've seen some drops from Aaron recently. And I think the big one along the sideline, was it a perfect throw? Maybe not, but it's an easily catchable ball. I just need to see Aaron come up with the simple catches and there's opportunities there for him. I think Green Bay is going to have to get more creative with Aaron because I don't think they're just going to all of a sudden be able to run block with efficiency enough where you can justify maybe giving them 20 handoffs in a game because there's just, there's like a wall there every single time. So it's going to be important that they get him involved in the passing game. We saw against Chicago, the big screen to the right side, the Texas route that unfortunately ended up resulting in the hamstring injury, but a huge touchdown play. He can be a dangerous weapon in the passing game. He's got to catch the balls that come to him. I think that's not going to be too big of an issue for him, but just that little pickup and making sure that he completes it, that would have been a first down last week on the one that he dropped or at least kept them uh, in a reasonable down and distance on that one. So that's what I need to see a little bit better out of from Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon, just staying on balance. In the first few games, we didn't see a very well-balanced A.J. Dillon. In the last few games, we've seen a very well-balanced A.J. Dillon and just kind of keeping behind his pads, running with intensity and with purpose and making sure that he's just kind of going through people while staying up on his feet and kind of keeping his shoulders over him. Like That is a huge difference. We haven't seen the running game all of a sudden explode with A.J. and all of a sudden like he's gotten so much better as a runner. They're just, again, there hasn't been much there from a run blocking standpoint, but this past week caught the ball out of the backfield. Fantastic. He picked up the blitz in a fantastic way as well. Now it's just, again, keeping that balance when you get the ball in your hands, whether it's as a runner, as a pass catcher and doing some damage to some secondary players that probably aren't super keen on tackling you over and over and over. You stay on balance and it's going to be a huge win for this Packers offense. Like we've seen AJ play really positive football over the past few weeks. All right, wide receiver, Christian Watson, I need to see you play with confidence. You are 6'4", bigger than everyone on defense, faster than everyone on defense. Just have that see ball, get ball mentality. That ball is yours and you're going to get it no matter who is in your way. And you, because you have the opportunity to, like I said, you're just bigger, stronger, faster. So go up and get it, own that ball. And you can tell, and there's been some reports of like, you know, Christian just needs to get his confidence back and stuff. He is too good of a player to not find ways to get him involved, both from like, let's get him some easy throws. Let's get him some rub routes some just some things that can get him easily open so he can do some run after the catch stuff. But more importantly, if there's a 50-50 ball, heck, if it's a 75-25 ball or a 25-75 ball not in Christian's favor, go up and get that ball. Time to start playing with offense. Time to start uh, with uh, confidence, excuse me. Time to start playing big boy football and just going up. And I want to see some legitimate mossing of some people by Christian Watson. The confidence, I think, is going to be key for him. If he's playing with confidence, he's going to have that mentality. He's going to see ball, get ball. He's going to make those big plays. And that's going to open up this Packers offense a lot. Because if defenders have to start guarding him down the field more and honoring that deep ball more, it's going to open everyone else underneath. He is a key piece to this offense. I need to see him start playing with confidence. Romeo Dobbs, I need those strong hands. We have seen and we've heard all Romeo Dobbs' strong hands, and I know Justice Mosqueda will get a kick out of this one, but his strong hands show up half of the time. There are times where he will go up and pluck a ball and rip a ball away from people. And there are other times where he just drops it or like he is not going up and wrestling a ball away and you do not see those strong hands and they're just kind of hit and miss. 
he's good enough as a wide receiver and has strong enough hands to go up and pluck the ball and make those plays. That's what I need to see from Romeo Dobbs with a bit more consistency. Dontavian Wicks, I just need to see you make the most out of your opportunities. You get a big opportunity in the red zone last week. And for the record, he's done a good job of this when given his opportunities more often than not this season. But the big red zone play, he's got a slant. It's an easy catch. It's going to be a first and goal and instead a huge drop. You're battling with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed for playing time. You need to make the most of your opportunities. You're too good of a player to be on the bench. But when you get on the field, you got to make the most of your opportunities. I want to see that this week when he does get on the field. Jaden Reed, one of the best things about Jaden Reed coming out of college and the biggest thing that stood out to me on his scouting report and when I went back and watched his college tape was that he played like what we just talked about with Christian Watson, 6'4". He played like he was so much bigger, would go up and catch the ball and rip it out of the air, rip it away from defenders. He had that Steve Smith-esque ability where it didn't matter that he was smaller than everyone, he was going to go up and get the ball. And this past week, not only did he not go up and get the ball, he had it ripped away from him, which resulted in a huge interception. And we've seen some of those plays with Jaden Reed, just whether it's bouncing off his hands or whether it's not coming up with the contested throws. I need to see that same mentality that he just, you know, displayed over and over and over and over again in college. Now it's time to do that at the NFL level. I know everything's faster. I know the defenders are better, but you are a phenomenal player. And I want to see him come up with those balls exactly like he did in college. At tight end, Luke Musgrave just needs, this is going to sound crazy. He actually just needs to slow down. I think Luke Musgrave needs to take a breath and just slow down. The best players in the world aren't necessarily at their best because they're trying to go faster than everyone. It's that the game has slowed down for them and they can just see the game at a different level and then they let their natural gifts take over. Luke Musgrave is a naturally gifted player, but he needs to take a breath and slow down so those gifts can take over. You can see he catches the ball and it's like he wants to go so fast upfield that he's immediately stumbling before he can even get his feet underneath him and start heading upfield, which allows everyone else to catch up to him. And that 4-3-40 speed plays like a 4-8-40. So again, it sounds weird of saying like this super fast guy, I need you to slow down, but I just need him to like, not, and I'm not even saying like be slower. I'm saying like, calm your mind, take a deep breath, slow the game down a little bit. It doesn't have to be played at a million miles per hour play the game at the pace it needs to be played at, let the game come to you, and then let those natural gifts take over. That's what I need to see from Luke Musgrave. Tucker Craft, I want to see that blocking intensity the way that it's been, uh, especially a couple weeks ago. You can tell that he's putting the time and energy in. You can tell that he is working on his craft, no pun intended. And I want to continue to see that. There's a good blocker in there in Tucker Craft. I think there's, and there could be along the lines uh, or down the line, a really good blocker and I just want to see that intensity continue. That's his way onto the field right now. The better he gets as a blocker, the more believable he becomes as a play action threat. They're going to believe that he's going to stay in and block, and then you can kind of sneak him out on some plays, and then that's where his gifts can take over. I just want to see that intensity stay as a run blocker and as a pass blocker. I've seen some good stuff on tape here and there. It's inconsistent, but I just want to see him keep working on that because I think that's really his key to unlocking the rest of his game. Josiah DeGuara, we can't miss our cut blocks. We cannot miss, it's like just flat out whiff and miss on blocks. There's been too much of that. You got to make contact. You got to at least get in the way. You're not a physical mauler, but you can be that sort of seal guy and just kind of get the, the cut blocks down and those sort of things, but we can't just wholeheartedly miss on them. Offensive line, I'm taking the easy way out here. I'm not going person by person. I am saying as a whole, you are five 
NFL professional offensive lineman. Not being able to run block is not an option. That is not a option as a NFL lineman. You have to be able to run block. And I kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but you've got to have some pride. You need a little bit of nasty. You need a little bit more intensity and you got to move some freaking bodies. This is like, I, like you guys are not all rookies. This is not rookie, you know, uh, Yash Nyman. This is not rookie Elton Jenkins, rookie Josh Myers, rookie John Runyon Jr., rookie Zach Tom. Most of them have played three or more. In fact, all of them have played three or more years outside of Zach Tom. In fact, all of them, no, I guess, yeah, either way. There is plenty of experience on that line. You cannot go out and just not get your job done as a run blocker. There has to be a much better attention to detail, a much bigger physicality, and you've got to move some bodies and get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon going. Because if you do that, it again, opens up everything. The play action game comes better. You're going to be in more reasonable down and distances. It can't be second and 13 because three guys are shooting into the backfield got to find a way to pick up the intensity and run blocking. Pass blocking, I think if everything stayed status quo, pass blocking, and they got two notches better at run blocking, you're talking about a totally different offensive line and a totally different offense. So it takes every single one of those players having the focus and uh, the intensity in run blocking to make it better, make it more sound, make it more crisp, and not have guys exploding into the backfield far too many times in any given game. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else struggle with the seasonal blues? I know for me personally, it's not so much the hustle and bustle or anxiety of the season. It's more of memories of holidays past. Thinking back to times when my kids were younger, when different family members were still around, it can all make me extremely nostalgic for holidays that have come and gone. Now everyone's a little bit different and for a multitude of reasons, this time of season can be a lot. And if that's you too, don't fret. It's natural to feel sadness, anxiety, or stress during the holiday season. I think something that we can easily forget is that therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and chaos. It can be something to look forward to, it can make you feel grounded, and it can give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. I've personally benefited from therapy in the past. I'm sure I'm going to benefit from therapy again in the future. I've learned to take a deep breath and enjoy the moments that are happening in the here and the now, and I try to slow down in those crazy busy moments that are sure to exist this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, extremely convenient, and can be suited to your unique schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, 
Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off plus free shipping with code packaday at manscape.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, let's move to the defense. Defensive line first, Kenny Clark. He's had the propensity to have like this one big moment every single game, which is fine. And then play like kind of solid to okay football the rest of the game. I just need a couple more big moments. I'm fine overall with like the, like the solid to average play for the majority of the game. But as a big time leader of this team, I just need a few more of those big moments, whether it's exploding into the backfield and getting a tackle for a loss, a sack, a sack fumble, This team is counting on Kenny Clark to be one of the key players on this defense. Really everything kind of hinges a lot of times on how Kenny plays in the middle. There's not a lot of bad football from Kenny, but I need a little bit more splash from Kenny. And I'm not talking about he needs to like look like Aaron Donald tomorrow and just all of a sudden swim past people and make these immediate explosive plays. But I need a couple more big time plays throughout the course of the game. Sometimes it's a little bit of a slow burn for Kenny. That's okay. I'm cool with that. But I, I need a couple more big moments in every single game. TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt, I just need them to stack success. We've seen it now. You can play at a very high level. There's no reason not to do that with consistency. Both of them are far too big, far too strong, far too talented, and far too quick for their size to not have good games with any sort of consistency. I understand a hiccup here or there where you're, you, you maybe have you an off day or whatever, but I need to see a much better level of consistency from both of them. I do think Wyatt has been getting there. Slayton, as I mentioned the other day, will have like his one big game and then you don't notice him for four more games. I need to see that week in and week out. Both of them are far too talented and we can't have any more just like, oh, I didn't even realize Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton were playing in the game. No, we need some impact and we need to see it consistently because the, the 
just raw skill power is all there for both of those guys. Quick first step, Slayton moves at a, a, an agility and a speed and an explosiveness that should not be uh, really possible at the 330 pounds, maybe more that he carries. They're two really good football players. We saw them play really good football this past week. Now let's stack that success week after week after week. Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks, I just need to see stronger run defense. They're they're going to have their moments as pass rushers when they get in. And I think both of them can be a little bit disruptive. I like Carl Brooks a little bit more in that capacity, but I just need to see that physicality in the run game. Personally, I'd like to see Carl Brooks almost like as a big edge. I've talked about that before. He played edge in college. A run defending edge at the size of Carl Brooks intrigues me. And I think he'd be better at that than he would be on the interior. But both of those guys, wherever they're lining up, I want to see both of them have a little bit more just physicality and just anchor in the run game and not get moved out of their spots quite so easily. That's easier said than done. First year, both need to put on functional strength, but a little bit more effort and a little bit more intensity as run defenders would go a long way from both of them. Edge, Rashawn Gary, just need to see a consistent physical edge. That same madness that you play with on passing downs, I want to see you set an edge that same exact way on rundowns. I think the Rashawn Gary's bad at run defense thing is way overblown. In no way, shape, or form do I think he's a bad run defender, but I think if he played with the same intensity on rundowns that he played with on obvious passing downs, whoo, look the heck out. Now you're disrupting the game all throughout the game. He has the ability to do so. A stronger edge setter would be a key for Green Bay, shutting down the run. Thought the run defense was much better against Minnesota. Hopefully that's something that can continue over this week um, on Sunday. Preston Smith, basically we just need Preston Smith from the Minnesota game. He was disruptive. He set the edge well. I think it's kind of figuring out the pass rush plan that's going to be successful for him at this age. And I think that's been a bit of a struggle. He doesn't have that same explosiveness that he had earlier in his career. You know, he doesn't have like that go-to move that he's just going to constantly win with. But I thought his pass rush intensity was good this past game. I thought the run defense has been solid pretty much all year. But if he can play the rest of the season like he did against Minnesota, we're in a really, really good place with press. And I'm not saying he needs two sacks and a forced fumble and everything like that. Just the way that he played against Minnesota would go a really long way for Green Bay moving forward. LVN, trust your skills. And maybe skills is actually the wrong word. Trust your traits. I'll I'll say it that way. Trust your traits. You are too big, fast, and powerful to just like kind of be going through and like trying to figure things out. Just run like a freaking madman through the offensive linemen. They're going to stuff you every once in a while and just anchor and shut you down. Fine. So be it. But play with your hair on fire. Keep the effort and intensity, just like early Clay Matthews. That's what I want to see out of LVN, where it's just it's just madman. You're co- I'm coming at you like a ball full of knives at a million miles per hour. And you know what? If you shut me down and shove me to the side one play, that's fine. I'm going to come at you this, this exact same way on the next play. And eventually, I'm going to just keep working and working. And sometime the quarterback is going to hold on the ball too long, and I'm just going to wreck him into oblivion. That's what I need to see from LVN. The skills are going to take time to develop. The effort and just the raw traits are there. And I just need to see him trust that a little bit more. Kingsley and Igbari got to find a way to play more physical. The run defense has been a huge issue. He had the stupid play last week with the roughing the passer penalty, but he's just got to play with a bit more physicality. His hands got to get stronger. He's got to find ways to get players off of him because he's got some skills as a pass rusher, but he's just not, you know, utilizing them because he can't get off of blocks. And that a little bit more physicality would go a long way for Enigbari. 
Quay Walker, same exact thing. I need a little bit more physicality. And this isn't so much, we've seen him level some hits. I love that from Quay Walker. This is more uh, attacking blocks. Quay is sort of the classic off-ball linebacker that doesn't like offensive linemen coming at him, and he would rather dodge, duck, dive, and you know every other uh, you know of the five Ds from Lafleur. Uh, he he wants to do that a little bit more against offensive linemen. I want to see him come up, be physical with offensive linemen, you know, kind of jack them back a little bit, or like at least keep them at bay, and then find a way to shed and go make that play. Uh, instead, it ends up you know he gets backed up far too often, and even like from a physicality standpoint, you saw in the tackle last week where he makes that tackle and gets kind of forced back into the end zone and the guy just rolls over him for a touchdown. That's what I mean with physicality. There's there's some plays where you will see him level a hit and be super physical, but I need to see it against offensive linemen. And I need to see it with more consistency. And if he plays like that, then he's really going to take that step into being an upper echelon linebacker in this league. Devondre Campbell, I just want to see him tackle like it's 2021 when he played like a first team all pro. That dude was a vacuum. Anything near him got to the ground. He was like, all right, you're right there. Tackle, 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 tackle. And the big thing is he never missed tackles. This past week, I thought he was all over the place, but missed a big tackle on third down, which led to a a first down conversion for Minnesota. Just a little bit more consistency on a tackling standpoint, making sure that there's no misses anymore, just like it was in 2021 would be a huge way to kind of clean things up on that second level and make sure that plays aren't getting back to the the safeties and, and making sure that you're getting those running backs down with minimal gain and no big explosives. Corner, Jair Alexander. I know people might think like he just needs to cover better, which we could make that argument. And I agree with that argument, but I want him to just play a better brand of run defense. He is backing up and not interested in playing run defense far too often. It's embarrassing you're an NFL player and I want to see more physicality like he was early in his career. I get the shoulder injury has probably, you know, he doesn't want to get too physical because that's, you know, how he injured his shoulder and you want to keep that guy on the field, but you've got to have some level of pride in run defense. And if you're not, well, then you better be Deion Sanders. If you're, if you, if you can't play run defense, you better be Deion Sanders as a corner. And he hasn't played like that in coverage either, but I want to see better run defense from Jair Alexander. Keyshawn Nixon, I'm going to cheat here and I'm not going to talk about corner. I'm going to talk about special teams. Choose your moments. There will be times where you don't have, you're not nine yards deep in the end zone and you can take those moments out to try and and get your big score or your big return. But it can't be with a, you know, over and over and over eight yards deep where you're getting to the 19 yard line. Choose your moments wisely and take advantage of the times where you do get kicks to return or punts to return and then take advantage of those. Carrington Valentine, I want to see him know his assignments. He's a good player. He can really read his keys. He can he can really jump the quarterback and find big explosive plays, but he's got to know his assignment first. There were a couple times in earlier games this year where other players were kind of helping him get lined up into his spots and knowing what to do. You can tell there was maybe some communication or miscommunication there. I just need to have him know his assignments and be really assignment sure and then read your keys and then go make those big plays. But you got to sort of walk before you can run. Know all the stuff you're supposed to do, then go out and make those big explosive plays. At safety, Jonathan Owens, just be steady. Nobody needs a superstar in the backfield right now out of Jonathan Owens. Think Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos was always in the right spot at the right time, never missed their big play, but always made the solid play. That's what we need out of Jonathan Owens right now. Doesn't have to be spectacular. Doesn't have to have the big picks. Doesn't have to have the big force fumbles or hits. Just a steady level of play to keep things consistent in the secondary until maybe your other quarterback or safeties, excuse me, Rudy Ford and uh, Darnell Savage get back. 
Anthony Johnson Jr., assuming he's the starter this week and not Rudy Ford, just avoid the big mistake. If you can do that, you you can grow in this defense, but we can't give up the big play. We can't have a big mistake. Big mistakes in the secondary lead to big plays, big touchdowns, and then that cannot happen this week. All right, last but not least, Matt LaFleur, your job, your responsibility this week, your duty as a head coach is to find a way to get your team points in the first half. Like, And I'm not talking like six points. I'm talking, I need double digit points in the first half. I need 10 or more, minimum. You cannot have below 10 points in the first half this week. That is your job. As an offensive mind, as somebody who is brought in to run an offense, you cannot go another game where you do not score at least 10 points in the first half. And you need at least one touchdown. And it cannot be Keyshawn Nixon returns a kick for a touchdown and that's how you got to 10. It cannot be that your defense had a pick six and that's how you got to 10. It needs to be 10 offensive points. This is your responsibility, your offense. There is enough talent there on offense to get 10 points and a half. That only equals 20 in a game. That's all I'm asking for at this point. You got to find a way to 20, get there at least halfway in the first half. That is your responsibility. It needs to be better. Adam Stenovich, do what you are best at. You are a offensive line supermind. This team on offense is struggling most because of the offensive line. Go help them. Make sure that they have everything that they need. And then if they start playing really well, just watch how much better this offense plays as a whole. Do what you're best at. Get in that offensive line room full time and make sure all five of those guys are playing at the absolute best level that they are capable of. And Joe Barry, go down swinging, my man. Right now, you are, you know, coordinating your last 10 games in the NFL. I don't think there's any way around that. This is a bottom five defense in the NFL. If if it does not improve, you are not saving your job. Assuming Matt LaFleur saves his job, there are going to be major calls for a shakeup on his staff. And that's going to involve Joe Barry as well. Rightfully so. Your passive brand of defense has not worked for two plus years. Go down swinging, my friend. Just go down swinging. You've got an entire playbook at your disposal. Press your corners. Be aggressive. Blitz the crap out of people. Just go down swinging. Get some turnovers. See what happens. Have some fun. Just go out and have some fun and go down swinging. That's what I want to see out of Joe Barry. Because if you call the same brand of defense that you have for the last two and a half years, it's it's you're done. So you're not going to get another coordinating job in the NFL and you might be done anyway. It might not work out. It might go. You might go down in a blaze of glory, bringing a bunch of rushers and playing guys aggressively at the line of scrimmage. Who cares? Go out, play aggressive, let these players decide the game. And if they can't, well, at least you tried something different. At least you went down swinging and at least you did what everyone's been asking you to do for two and a half years and playing a much more aggressive brand of football. Those are my takeaways. That is my job description duties for everyone, basically everyone that matters on this team moving forward. You know, Daniel Whalen, Anders Carlson, keep doing what you're doing. I don't have any major tips for you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully your leg doesn't get burnt out, uh, Daniel Whalen, because you are bunting quite a bit, especially in first halves. But you know, ice that leg every once in a while. That's maybe my tip for Daniel Whalen. That's going to do it for me today, though. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be right back here tomorrow with a preview and uh, a you know pregame show that you will not want to miss. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All-Pro members, Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wynn, John Wilde, Shea Broadad, Arnaldo Espinoza, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, and Lori Lord. Always appreciate you guys a ton. If you're interested in those Packaday Podcast memberships, check out the join button on the YouTube page. 
I will be right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.